Here we are with Dandana sitting in London uh, in Arcola Theatre just by Cafe Otto before the performance of Amar Ammar. Ammar, eh, okay? Please note the Ammar. Uh, 8.08. We're here with Sufyan Ben Youssef before his show. Welcome, Sufyan. Thank you. We're very glad that you made the time to see us, to sit with us. It, it's, it's totally my pleasure. Thank you, thank Same you. So, Sufyan, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Can I describe you as the band leader and producer, arranger, and responsible for electronics on the album? Would you agree? Um, I've, been, I've been in all sorts of projects as a, as a producer, and uh, this is uh, like the first time I, I, I kind of take um, an alter ego, mm -hmm. which is uh, Amar Eruet. Mm -hmm. like, it's a bit like a persona I take as an electronic musician, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, and, and it was quite an adventure. And, and then I, I work with uh, for the live tour. Also, it happens that we are more on stage, so mm -hmm. I, I invite uh, different singers and colleagues. And yeah, so you, you're right. I mean, it's just you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if we if we start with you, if you introduce yourself first yeah. about your background before I'm married, the eight or So eight how did you get into music and music production? We were talking that you studied musicology, right? Yes. Uh, before that, did you play any instruments? How did you get into the whole thing? I think it came in a, a totally organic way and also out of need. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I remember back in the days, I had all sort of different interests. Mm -hmm. you know. I'm sorry, I will add to that that you were in Tunis, right? Yes, we're talking about Tunis. Tunis. Mm -hmm. So, the thing is, um, I started as a multi-instrumentalist. So, mm -hmm. I was uh, playing all sort of different instruments. But also I found myself sometimes in, a, in a recording sessions where I was like the arranger of the session mm -hmm. and then I wasn't satisfied with the sound or, or the, how the things were. So I had to kind of study also sound engineering by myself and um, you know, just, just about taking things in hand and, and more learning about the whole process and mastering it actually, to, to have more control of the, the outcome. And so you end up uh, playing different instruments, um, being very technical about music, also being very uh, philosophical uh, about music. And, and then, you know, uh, one day I just realized that uh, it's a job and it's called a music producer. <laughs> I didn't know before. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just following my instincts and yeah. what mastering I need. the output. Yeah, well, what, I need, what I need to learn to, to, to have uh, the best outcome yeah, possible. Yeah. And, uh, and that was it, and uh, also... But at the time, sorry to interrupt, at the time, what type of um, projects were you working on? Was it like more... Uh, Electronic, traditional more traditional? I, I used or? to play metal. Okay. Oh, great. Uh, I used to play metal and study classical music. Whoa, okay. And I used to also play jazz. And, and I was studying Arabic music. So you were producing or creating material across the line from metal to classical to jazz? And yeah, so whatever, oh. whatever I could get my hands on. You know, the, I was very much interested in the, like, um, out of nothing, create something and, and you know, be in that process the whole time. And, and that, in, within that process, you kind of learn a lot about, uh, uh, like, the, where the human being can fail, 
you know, mm-hmm. because basically you where can the human oh. yeah. <laughs> not, not, not bring a stand, for example. <laughs> 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 well, I think I think basically it, it, it took me some time, but mm. um, today I, I kind of understand a huge uh, thing about uh, producing music. Is that is that you know when you do music, you work with people, and if you don't understand people, then you will be very much limited mm-hmm. as, as a producer. Mm-hmm. And and also, it's being a producer is about getting the best out of the musicians you work with. Mm-hmm. So, meaning, uh, make them feel comfortable, but also make uh, the work necessary to understand them. You know, it's a communication. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it goes both ways. Sometimes it goes one way, but you mm-hmm. still have to deliver. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, it's more challenging. Then. Yeah, yeah. Then, then it's challenging, but still it's very satisfying at the end when, you know, the, everybody understands everybody and we get a, a nice record, you know. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much it. Uh, then you decided to study? Yeah, take yeah, it seriously, I, sort of? Yeah, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I started to study uh, much before, I guess, or after, I don't, know, I don't remember the timeline exactly, but, but yeah, the, there was a study, it was obvious that it's going to be a full-time occupation, so mm-hmm. I studied in the Institute of Music in Tunis, and I had a degree in musicology, and I also went to, to India, studied Indian music, I, I had all sorts of interests on other musics, so um, a passion about, you know, to understand how things work. Mm-hmm. And uh, that goes from technology to traditions, to uh, languages, to you know all, all sort of things. The context of music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like being able to manipulate the context to to put things uh, up front. You know. Basically, it's just zooming in, zooming out on things, and, and uh, while still making sense. You know. yeah, yeah. That's why you need to know it first in order to pick and choose and amplify something. Exactly. Yeah. I, I believe in one thing. There is when you when you when you produce something or you work on a subject mm-hmm. like music, a certain music, you definitely have to kind of uh, put your hands in the mud. Like uh, like learn learn the the, the subject you you're, you're doing you're dealing with. Um, it was you know it's it's a process. Uh, for me, it's like that. I want to work on something, I learn about it. You immerse yourself. Mm-hmm. I immerse myself. I uh, Sometimes I get even to kind of learn uh, new instruments just to have a certain understanding. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a soloist on that instrument, but... You I get will, the gist somehow. I will then. understand it from the inside, that music that's, from the inside. Okay. You, don't, you don't hear this very often, so it's... Uh, mm. It takes a long time, because yeah. uh, today we live in a... Fast-paced, yeah, consumer. Fast pace, yeah, fast-paced, you know. Uh, I play, for instance, uh, Indian music. I mean, maybe for 10 years now. So wh- what did you, what instruments did you learn? Like, like in for India? instance, I, I went to learn tabla and sitar, yeah, yeah. you know, and I've been practicing this many years and still I didn't get the right satisfaction yeah. to say, okay, I'm going to do a project now. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And this year I'm going again and probably by next year I'll be touring with the or at least I'm, I will make an album about India. So, right. Yeah. And what about other influences in terms of music? What I mean, what were your major influences? Where did you immerse yourself, other than India, Tunis? Well, metal, the, jazz, classical. <laughs> yes, metal, jazz, classical, uh, some drum and bass music. Also, I like that. Uh, favorite m- beats, favorite producers, favorite musicians. The, yes, I, I would say I have few. You know, uh-huh. like. Uh, 
it's it's really depending on the work. Like mm-hmm. there is there is albums I like more than others. There is uh, you know like Bill Laswell. It's one of mm-hmm. my favorite producers. Uh, there's um, Brian Eno, of course. Uh, there is. Uh, Would you do an ambient project or something? Of course, yeah. I think I think I've di- I've done a lot of uh, ambient demo recordings. For as in the. No, it's just for fun. For you fun know? Okay. I, I think I have quite a, I don't know, over a hundred recording that I didn't release. You know, it's okay. just you know, like you do stuff and you keep them in the closet. You know, just just for the exercise. Archive. For fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't need um, a certain uh, motivation to do uh, creation. Tra- yeah, to create. You know, some idea come up and you just put it yeah. on tape and that's it. You know, and you forget about it. Can we can we listen to some of your ambient recordings? <laughs> I don't know. I don't One know. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then then you need the context, you know. But but ambient music, I mean, whatever is interesting in there is for me. It's uh, uh, also this way of redefining space, you know. So redefining space, uh, trying to find the um, uh, like define textures, uh, create new worlds, you know, with that. Yeah. And also the, the notion of time, where it's like kind of dilating, you know. It's it's one of these music genres, for me it's, it's very much a meditation about how time works. Yeah. And so what was your first project that you remember working on? Wow, don't, uh, it's very hard to say. So Kalasuf, that's when I met you first. That was 2016. Yeah, so this is recent. But if you're recent, asking me the yeah. first one, like maybe it was. Yeah, I think I think it was like when I was 15 or or yeah, when I was 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. We had this uh, this rock band uh, like covers. You know, we play all sort of yeah, grunge music or stoner or. Or metal or whatever would you we sing liked. in Arabic? Would the singing be in Arabic? No, 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 no. It's, it's a cover band, band. Okay. you know. You know that, that that was, I think, one of my first bands. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, like you know, we were just teenagers. Uh, I I used to play bass and drums and um, all sort of things. It just you know, it, it was you know, yeah. Okay. That's I think that's the first time I played like with individuals, okay. like with people. collaboration. Yeah, with that's people that's like it's just. Teenage band and mm-hmm. you know. And then, then what about like touring and all of that? When did that happen? Oh, that happened uh, already. Um, I think when I was twenty years old or so. Mm-hmm. I played with. Uh, I was, uh, yeah. Back in Tunisia, I was a little bit uh, uh, a gun to hire. I mean, how is it? <laughs> they say it. So uh, I used to play with. Jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. That's a little classic. Whatever paid, I, I played. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I was just there and uh, for me it was uh, uh, you know making money just to, to be able to upgrade equipment and mm-hmm. learn new things and do trips and and, and buy books and and, uh, and pay for a very expensive internet back then you know yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was it was yeah it was like the it was back in the days it was like still making that noise and you know, you know yeah, uh, every yeah, time you connect you know, <laughs> so you pay you pay per minute you know? mm-hmm. so yeah and okay and then at what point did you move out of Tunisia into Belgium I suppose you then made a move or no I ma- I, I moved actually to Austria okay. Vienna for okay. uh, three and a half years mm-hmm. uh, it was in 2004 and then uh, I moved to Belgium I had already c- uh, connections with the uh, musicians from Belgium Mm-hmm. And I was very curious about the city, 
and uh, because the because of music, one of the bands that kind of intrigued me into going to Belgium is is a band called Akamun, which is a alternative uh, jazz band, mm-hmm. and I was wondering like crazy music like that. I mean, uh, it came from the, that city. I had to check it out. Mm-hmm. People were nice and friendly, and I was like, "All right, I can live here." Exactly, <laughs> I, I could stay here. So, so. And so it's been you've been there since since man, yeah. now it's ten like years, uh, yeah, uh, more more than ten years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, Bargo, I guess. yeah, and then Vargo 08. I think you became quite well known with that band, uh, and that was a very unique project in, in yes, my mind. Right before that, I produced an album. Uh, for uh, Kelasuf, uh, which is called Tikkunen, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of established me a little bit with the press, mm-hmm. 
and and you know like a, people discovering my work as a producer.
right after I, I did uh, Barco Zero Eights. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is also like it was a, a band, more like a collaborative project. They existed before you joined them? Or? No, 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 no. I, I, so I built it up yeah. from the scratch uh, with the main singer, and uh, things didn't go, um, let's say, great uh, as a band. So, yeah, uh, it, it had to stop, and, and you know, it wasn't possible to continue this uh, adventure. Although, uh, on the production level, it's one of the albums I'm super proud of uh, really production-wise yeah. and arrangements-wise, you know, as it was very, um, yeah, I was discovering new ways of doing, uh, treating uh, traditional music, and, and I put all of them there.
collected traditional, was it Moroccan or Tunisian? Tunisian, Tunisian. Tunisian. Northwest Tunisia, yes. Yeah. 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 Which is the Tag genre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. And how did you go about that? Well, the, it was basically being in the area, uh, working with the musicians and from there and mm. trying to get uh, our hands on the best repertoire uh, okay. or like whatever repertoire we liked okay. you know? so did you go around the villages and listen to local musicians yes or? we did we did a bit of that mm -hmm. we did also like a residency in the village mm -hmm. where we you know we set camp you know mm -hmm. in the the old house of the of the ancestors of the singer who's from that area great you know? and did you know about them previously and that's why you chose yeah, yeah, the location yeah, exactly, exactly. What's, the, what's the name of the area the area is called Bargu, the village is called Bargu. Oh, okay, that's and why the project. It's from an area called Siliana, mm -hmm. so it's northwest Tunisia. And uh, it was it was a very improvised process. Like it was actually the cheapest album I ever made, production-wise. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean the the acoustic uh, like treatment, acoustical treatment. I used uh, blocks of hay that we, you know. Uh, borrowed even we didn't even like <laughs> buy them we just, yeah. we just borrowed them you know it's like and then we this had a to, good isolation it's actually it was super nice it, it gave like a special sound to the album also yeah. because uh, it kind of yeah it was better than having uh, blank walls yeah and and it worked fine and it, i just needed a minimum of nice acoustic uh, for the recording and it worked fine. I mean, we just had to keep the cows out of there. But, but <laughs> you should have recorded some soundscape. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I was kind of busy, you know, kind of, you know. It, I mean, working in this kind of areas is is not easy. Mm. Like, unexpectedly, the electricity shut down. Mm. You know, you know, they they have like this guy who kind of manage the area electricity, and he has like this plug. And he shuts down the, the electricity on all uh, the, the farms mm -hmm. when he sees that there is rain coming. Because oh, wow. the wire system is so bad <laughs> that when the, the rain comes in and the, the, and the electricity is live, mm. then it will shortcut. Wow. So it's, it's this kind of situation. Safety hazards. Safety <laughs> hazard, exactly. So, so it was like, you know, and then we had to call the guy and like, switch can you on. please switch it on for an hour or two? Let's just While you're recording this. and playing. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, suddenly you have everything out and like, okay. How did now? you call him? What kind of telecommunications did you have? <laughs> well, so what was his number? <laughs> 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 and and yeah. from 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 Tug, how did you develop into Amaro Amaro 808? And, and the name, if you can tell us a bit about the name. Uh, the name is uh, like the 808 because in the album I used the TR 808. Yeah. Uh, I no longer use it on live because it's not practical. But for the album, it was the main source of inspiration. And uh, the the Amar name is that in Tunisia we. It's, it's the equivalent of Mr. Nobody. So when you don't know the name of someone, so you, call, you call him Amar, you know, just to shout, yeah, hey, you know. Ahmed. Yeah, Ahmed. Yeah, Amar. So th that's, that was the... And it's a bit like, I wanted to be like as, as anonymous as possible. You know, I didn't use my name for work. Like for this project, I used the name Amar. Why? It's just to to disconnect, to disconnect from from whatever I do else and and bring the people into a different 
um, let's say relationship you know it's okay. it's, 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 it's yeah because i think what it's i it's a creation on its own so you don't want to exactly. let your it's own it's a persona yeah it's a persona, persona. alter ego yeah, yeah. And, and it and it allows me also to do all sort of shit you know yeah. like uh, I don't know, I could uh, put costumes, masks, uh, <laughs> uh, capes, you know, uh, be a superhero for yeah, a day, I don't yeah. know, something like that. Sounds good. So, so yeah, so it's, uh, so it's a bit the idea. Okay, and in terms of musical style, you, you call it, it's the music of the Maghreb, right? Um, how did you go about composing it, arranging it? Well, the artist team collaborated. Yeah, yeah. It. The, yeah the, the, the Maghreb dimension came in uh, quite naturally. It was mm-hmm. not a plan. You know, okay. I, uh, I would have liked to have such great plans, but you know, <laughs> just organically. Or, organically happened. It happened because of the people, because uh, uh, the singers I worked with on the album became friends along the way, and we recorded some stuff, and uh, and you know, and, and then you know, Medina Suli said, "Yeah, Maghreb United, that's that's great. You know, gonna be like this team. You know." And I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 Come 
So, so the, if you can tell us a bit about the background of the artist, so you have yeah. So I have uh, Sufyan Saidi, who's, who's uh, Algerian, Algerian, yeah. and uh, for me is one of the greatest voices of Rai music today. Mm -hmm. now. Yes, yeah. he's a great artist and a friend, and and I produced the track. I had the chance to meet him while producing a track for um, for him and for his new album that came out like few some time ago. Sufyan Saidi and Mazalda, you know. So I produced that track and, and you know, like how I work and, and, and then, you know, there was some kind of, you know, yeah, understanding. Uh, vibe, yeah. And, and he said, yeah, let's do some more. I said, okay, I'll keep you on your, I'll keep you on your word, you know, <laughs> because I'm going to need yeah. you. And so, and then Mehdi Nasuli, of course, I met uh, in very different places, uh, like out of nowhere. I'm in France and recording in a, in a TV station like for a TV show, and, and then Mehdi Nasuli is there. It's like, wow, <laughs> what are you doing here? So, so yeah, so it's it's people like I've, I've been meeting. Around. And Mehdi is Mehdi is from Morocco, Morocco and yeah. he's one of the best for me, at least one of the like brightest minds in in Canal music. Yeah. There's also like this uh, this type of musician who always looking for uh, new ways of making his music. He plays on an electric uh, gombri. Gombri, okay. Yeah, he searching, you know, like he try to find like all sort of pedals and effects, effects and, you know, yeah. and so he's he's really crazy about his sound and and it's you know you never get bored with him because he's always proposing something different. Yeah.
And uh, yeah, and, and then uh, you have uh, Shep Hasentej, who's the nephew of the flute player uh, from uh, Bargo 08. Okay. okay. So uh, one day, uh, after Bargo 08 ended, so I asked uh, Lassad, who's the, Lassad Bukhalmi, who's the flute player uh, from uh, El Kef region, and uh, I asked him uh, if he knows any good singers. He said, well, it will stay in the family. <laughs> So, so I met the guy and, and you know it just clicked yeah. and, and you know and since then we're touring now and by December it's gonna be around uh, 50 shows oh amazing yeah. already mm. in nine months well, yeah. when was the album released again sorry in the 15th of June so 15th of okay June. yeah we start playing in and May. you've done 50 shows already 50 yeah 50 I mean uh, by the end of December it will be 50.
how did the visual element come into the whole project? Well, and who did it? Well, yeah. the, the visual element is, is uh, you have Sia here. You want to talk about it? Hi, Sia. <laughs> Hi, Sia. Sia has been sitting here with us patiently. Hello. Hiya. So we saw a little bit of the visual elements during the, the sound video check. Clip yes, and the video clips. And it was visually striking and very rich. Do you want to tell us how you put it together? What inspired you? Yes, of course. Uh, well, um, it all started kind of from nothing, mm -hmm. so to speak. And uh, we were talking in something about uh, it could be cool to have some uh, visuals following this show. And uh, and we tried to, f to tune in on sort of an atmosphere and what would make sense. And as uh, Sofian, he's a great fan of uh, sci-fi and, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yes. and sort of this uh, weird creatures and, and half man, half creature. Um, yeah, we sort of developed some sort of uh, aesthetic for this uh, uh, show. show mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we've been working with uh, a Tunisian guy also called okay. uh, Ahmed Ayet. Okay. Uh, What's his background? Is he a visual artist? or? He's a theater director. Okay. And uh, he also had an interest in this field. And um, together we had some residencies in, in Brussels where we did recording. Uh, created the costumes for the creatures, uh, did the masks, and, and then we uh, we filmed it. And okay. um, and basically, it's it's working quite strong because in this context of VJing, normally you um, you see a lot of geometrical uh, yeah. shapes, and it, it's more like digital. Mm -hmm. But here, it, it it's more uh, it's more real, it's more uh, realistic, and. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that creates an extra strong uh, impact. Mm -hmm. uh, it was yeah. interesting to see your effects on the visuals. So because I saw the video before, mm. and see how you manipulated it with some effects. Yeah. It's really nice, actually. But it's amazing uh, yeah. software, yeah. Uh, especially developed for uh, for VJing. Yeah. Basically, you can do anything there. Yeah. But it's like you said, it's different from <laughs> the usual geometrical psychedelic yeah. patterns yeah, 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 yeah. and subtle designs, yeah. more yeah, like yeah, yeah. and and actual th uh, uh, scene which is mm. being edited and manipulated. Yeah, exactly, and it reacts to the music. Also, yeah, so yeah. in that case, they sort of uh, communicate together, mm. and, uh, and that makes it uh, extra powerful. Mm. Yeah. And what I mean, in terms of creating the whole project, what inspired you visually? Where did you get your the images, the costumes, and all of that? Were there any myths, any stories, any regions that sort of you thought, oh, these would go well with the project? Uh, I have a background as a fashion designer, mm -hmm. so in that sense it's also directed from, from this background okay. and also a lot about colors and you have the compositions also that is sort of a whole universe uh, gathering together. Mm -hmm. And um, I think uh, regarding the, the images itself, it was kind of from improvised uh, inputs, you know. We were talking about the sci-fi and uh, these myths, and uh, it was sort of a, a triangle coming together with uh, Ahmed Ayet and Safian's uh, interest also in sci-fi. Are you trying to create like a strong impact? Like you, because when you see the video, it's, it hits you. Yeah. So that was part of. Yeah, yeah. You it, were trying it, it, to it, shock the yeah, audience. Yeah, it, it becomes brutal. Yeah, huh? it and, is, yeah. But but also, I, I imagine the the images you saw. It's more like the brutal characters, yeah. but we also have characters that are a bit more soft, Softer. 
and and that brings a more like a, a humoristic, uh, I would say, approach. Some of the characters play instruments, the flutes, yeah. uh, the, the drums, and, and dances. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of a balance between something very brutal and in your face, but also uh, uh, humoristic somehow. And uh, and then uh, when you play on a big stage with a big screen. Those figures become like giants, you yeah. know, and you have big giants uh, behind the musicians. And, yeah, and that uh, that is powerful. Mm. Yeah, was that your first collaboration? Yes. Okay. It was. Okay. I, I think it seems very successful. So, will there be any future ones? Since this is futuristic. Mm, yeah. Could be. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Now, now we are in this kind of mechanism. Once you put. Um, base foundation for the visuals it's a bit like uh, at every occasion take the camera do some shots add to the material and it goes on like that so for the, the material for when we started the tour it's very different from what it is today because it's it keeps being updated you know adding few things getting new inspirations you know so it, yeah it's, it's uh, always like Okay. So you'll be touring Great. with Amar 808 throughout the summer, I guess. From yeah, of course. Okay. I think I, I will be touring with Amar 808 for the for many years to come. Okay. Just uh, that um, maybe there will be a change of context uh, every few years, you know, with the different teams or with different inspirations or, or you know. Uh, so there will be a following LP, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course. There, there, there will be some uh, more tracks also with the Maghreb United, mm -hmm. and then uh, a totally different direction will follow up. Nice. And uh, for me, it's a bit like that. It's uh, chapters, you know, of, of inspiration or something like that. That you know, I'm looking for a different picture every time. Okay. And in terms of the future, what is? What is the next step? Is there anything that you have sort of hidden in the pocket that's coming in the future? Yeah, the, you have an album, a new album of Kalasuf that is called Black Tenere. It's, it's going to be released on Glitter Beat Records in February. So uh, both both your LPs were uh, released on Glitter Beat, right? Yes, yeah. so far. Actually three now, by, if you count uh, the Kalasuf one. So that was Bargu. Uh, no, that was Bargu 08. Bargu 08, and then, and, and, this, and then this is the Kalasuf, the, the so new one. So it's going well with the guys. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Glitter Beat is a great no, record, and, record, and yeah. you know the team is super nice and effective, and yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's good to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they put good music out there. Yes, and they they take also risks, or I don't know if it's good to call it risk, but they take a stand, you know. They take a direction, and they, they look really, for artists. They look for artists. They actively look for the stuff they like, and and they connect with people, and you know, it, it's it's just brilliant. It's good. Yeah. Great. Thanks a lot for your time, Sofiane and Sia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're really looking forward to tonight. To show, yeah. yeah we'll, and we'll, we'll take some videos. Yeah. Yes, we will. Yes. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>
خونات بقيت عند بيه وكحل العينين بيتفرق يا اهلي يا خونات بقيت فرقتي وكحل العينين بيتفرق والله ما نطلقك حتى نعد ماشي تيالفي وكحل العينين بيتفرق دونيرت ولسه انا نشوف احبابنا وكحل العينين بيتفرق لبنو يقضي انا والتصادر وكحل العينين بيتفرق لبنو يقضي حتى الكازابلونكا وكحل العينين بيتفرق زرقات ربح عند الباب بقيتها وكحل العينين بيتفرق زرقا عند الباب